it's uh, 10, 12 a.m. Arabian Standard Time. This is the Hijaz Mountains podcast. Omar WJ speaking. Supposed to get down to 11 tonight and up to 18 today. And 0% humidity, 0% rain, 0% chance of rain, and um, surprise, surprise, sunny. Let me check. I've made some recordings. Um, DW.com has these uh, fantastic um, um, 90 second um, news updates. Um, But, um, you know, it it, uh, stops my uh, podcast sometimes. Uh, when I play it, uh, top st- top stories in ninety seconds. This is DW News, and these are our top stories. The World Health Organization is warning that the new coronavirus variant Omicron is spreading at an unprecedented rate and the number of cases could overwhelm unprepared health systems. The head of the WHO says the strain has already been reported in 77. Now my thing just stopped. Um, I guess that was the 90 seconds. Um... I'm not uh, uh, very tech savvy, I'm sad to say. Um, Let's see. I did hear that uh, Cornell University, it's a school that's almost as famous as Texas A&M, they're going to have their exams online because they uh, um, um, have got 900... uh, Corona cases. Omicron cases. Welcome to the Pole of Cold. Verkhoyansk in Russia is supposed to be one of the coldest inhabited places on Earth. But last summer, as these images show, it set a different record. 38 degrees Celsius, the highest temperature ever measured in the Arctic. The heat that we saw in Siberia in 2020 would have been almost impossible without climate change. The Arctic, as WMO keeps saying, is one of the fastest warming parts of the world. It's warming more than twice as fast as the global average. And with the heat came the drought. Even the waterlogged vastness of Siberia burnt. This year, according to NASA, smoke from the Siberian wildfires reached the North Pole for the first time in recorded history. And every acre that burns releases more greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. But that wasn't the only alarming temperature record announced by the UN. This one was recorded on the other side of the globe. Last year also there was a new temperature record in the Antarctic continent of 18.3 degrees Celsius that was recorded um, at an Argentinian base called Esperanza. And that's not all that's happening in Antarctica. 
Scientists monitoring the Thwaites Glacier, which is the size of Great Britain, say it's melting so fast that it's dumping 50 billion tons of ice into the ocean each year. The dramatic acceleration of this melting will lead to the glacier's rapid retreat and could cause its eventual collapse. Okay, um, what else have I heard? Um, I can't remember. Um, All right. Excuse me. Excuse that problem there. Um, still get. iCarry's seasoned ubiquity illustrates the new economics of streaming. The battle to be top of the charts on Christmas Day has been won in recent years by the likes of Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran, and Ariana Grande. But lately, these singers have faced competition from an unexpected source the 20th century. Despite the best efforts of today's young stars, the December charts have been dominated by musicians who are well into middle age or dead. On Christmas Day five years ago, every single in the top ten of the Billboard Hot 100, a chart of America's most popular songs, was a new release. In 2017, Mariah Carey crept in at number nine with her massive 23-year-old hit, All I Want for Christmas Is You. Since then, the oldies have shuffled relentlessly forward. Last Christmas, half of America's top ten songs were more than half a century old. Indeed, Miss Carey, then age 51, was one of the younger artists. Two of her fellow chart toppers were drawing a pension. Three had joined the heavenly chorus. Old hits have been revived by new technology. Billboard's charts used to be based predominantly on record sales, as well as incorporating the number of radio plays. But since 2015, its evolving formula has tended to give the greatest weight to the number of listens on streaming services like Spotify. The result is that records like Jingle Bell Rock, 1957, by American country singer Bobby Helms, which no longer generate many physical format sales, but which still get streamed on repeat in December, have been catapulted up the rankings. The Christmas charts phenomenon illustrates why investors are re-evaluating musicians' back catalogues. Streamers pay rights holders a small sum for every play of a song. So old favourites, whose physical sales had long ago dwindled, have returned to earning a steady income. Artists with year-round appeal have been cashing in on their newly sought-after oeuvres. Last year, Bob Dylan sold his collection to Universal Music Group, the world's biggest record label, for a sum reportedly over $300 million. On November the 30th, BMG, another music company, said it had bought the heavy metal collection of Motley Crue. Streaming may mean a new payday for enduring popular artists, but it saps some of the excitement from the Christmas charts. Miss Carey, who claimed second place in Billboard's ranking last year and first place the year before that, has already begun her festive assault on this year's charts. At the time of writing, she had reached number 12 and rising. Christmas may be the most wonderful time of the year, last year's number 7 hit, but it is also becoming the most musically predictable. Well, I thought that's one of these to go Christmas caroling. Um, let's see. Uh, let me check Reuters news. Uh, yesterday was uh, the ninth anniversary of the shooting at Sandy Hook. And I still remember this um, uh, mass shooting in Stockton, California, where this guy 
Um, this is during the Clinton administration. Um, Bill Clinton was president, I should say, and um, president of the USA. And um, um, this absolute less than nothing somehow got himself a, one of those um, AK-47s and, um, um, you know, shot a whole bunch of kids on a playground. They weren't white, so it's not as big a thing as Sandy Hook where the kids were all white. Um, also, it's a different age. Um, and is, uh, I heard, heard this ninth anniversary on, uh, democracynow.org, the War and Peace Report. They, um, 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 you know, said like over 300 school shootings since then, and, um, maybe 28 this year, and, um, highest in the... In the in the world, but um, the USA is not alone. From time to time, um, you know, like in New Zealand and Norway, somebody decides to go shoot up a bunch of uh, bunch of people, uh, and they're usually not white. Okay. Just three weeks after it was first detected, the Omicron variant of COVID-19 has spread to at least 77 countries. But World Health Organization officials say it's likely already in most countries, spreading fast and shouldn't be underestimated. Omicron is spreading at a rate we have not seen with any previous variant. Surely we have learned by now that we underestimate this virus at our peril. While there is much uncertainty surrounding the newest variant, health experts believe it will soon become the dominant strain of the virus. Even if Omicron does cause less severe disease, the sheer number of cases could once again overwhelm unprepared health systems. The District of Columbia is suing right-wing groups for what the city says are the costs of the January 6th Capitol riot in its aftermath. The civil lawsuit filed Tuesday blamed the far-right men's group, the Proud Boys, as well as the Oath Keepers militia for what Washington, D.C. District Attorney Carl Racine said was a leading role in the deadly violence. While some desperately want to rewrite history and sweep the events of January 6th under the rug, the District of Columbia and its residents have chosen to speak truth through this filing, through this complaint, through this case. The suit seeks to recover the costs of deploying roughly 1,100 city cops to support other police in defending the Capitol against the attack. When thousands of Trump supporters stormed the halls of Congress, the city says the price tag for that amounted to millions of dollars. It's also seeking to recover medical and other expenses for the more than 65 officers injured during the assault and the more than 1,000 who have sought therapy since. Four people died and hundreds were injured during the multi-hour onslaught on January 6th. It is not clear when or if the two groups named will respond to the suit or whether the city might win any monetary reward. Lawyers defending several of those named in the lawsuit did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Overall, 
Nearly 700 people have faced criminal charges stemming from the event. Nearly a year after the United States kicked off its COVID-19 vaccine rollout, rising death tolls, hospitalizations, and mask mandates are taking over the country yet again. Over 200 million Americans, more than 60% of the population, have been fully vaccinated, according to government data. Yet as winter approaches and more contagious variants spread, the country's COVID-19 death toll has reached 800,000, according to a Reuters tally. Oh, yeah, my daughter was just in here last week from COVID, and, uh, and it, she lost her baby on it, so that's say that the COVID not gets the young and the old, but it kills the unborn, too. Larry Goff is a COVID-19 patient at San Juan Regional Medical Center, one of New Mexico's hardest-hit hospitals. Medical staff are struggling to cope with the surge in COVID-19 patients and deaths, 94% of which remained unvaccinated. The UN has confirmed a new record temperature was set in the Arctic last year during an exceptionally prolonged Siberian heat wave. At a press conference in Geneva, Claire Nullis, a spokeswoman for the UN's World Meteorological Organization, made the announcement. The World Meteorological Organization has uh, this morning recognized a temperature of 38 degrees Celsius. Two doses of Pfizer-BioNTech's COVID-19 vaccine appear to have given 70% protection against hospitalization in South Africa in recent weeks and 33% protection against infection. That's according to a major real-world study that suggests weaker efficacy against the new Omicron variant. However, the findings are not conclusive. Lining up around the block to get boosted. These were the scenes from London's St. Thomas's Hospital on Monday and were replicated in many parts of Britain after the UK government announced plans to accelerate its vaccine booster program due to concerns over the more transmissible Omicron variant. One of the largest private employers in the United States, Kroger, plans to cut some COVID-19 benefits for unvaccinated employees next year. In an effort to push more workers to get the shot amid concerns over the Omicron variant, a spokesman for the supermarket chain said Tuesday the company will no longer provide paid COVID-19 leave for unvaccinated employees and will apply a $50 monthly health insurance surcharge to salaried non-union workers. Kroger had about 465,000 employees at the start of this year, according to a regulatory filing, which includes workers at Ralph's, Harris Teeter, and Food for Less stores. The push to get more employees vaccinated comes as President Joe Biden faces setbacks in implementing his vaccine or test mandate for private businesses. Analysts have said concerns over the new variant could cause a jump in crowds at Kroger stores in the coming weeks as consumers look to stock up on household essentials. Toyota accelerated its drive towards electrification on Tuesday. The Japanese carmaker announced it will commit $70 billion to electrify its automobiles by 2030. Half of that will be used to develop a battery electric vehicle, or BEV, lineup. That, as the market for zero-emission cars grows, Toyota...
I'm unstoppable. Love him or hate him, boxing fans better get used to YouTube star turned prize fighter Jake Paul. Having first earned fame and a massive social media following for his provocative pranks, Paul has injected new life and plenty of controversy into boxing and told Reuters he loves every aspect of it, from training and fighting to the over-the-top, obscenity-laden press conferences. I want to change the sport forever and leave an impact and leave a footprint. And Okay, so that's the um, ain't it great stuff. Let me look at um, AP News. Um, this, um, you know, there's still, they say you need the third shot. That's what I keep on hearing. You need the booster if you've been um, vaccinated. Um, and then I heard, I just heard findings are inconclusive. Uh, let me um, bring AP News is up there. This is very U.S.-centered. Um, I guess the Associated Press is in the USA. Uh, just I've been listening to them all my life and don't really know anything about them. Um, data indicate Omicron is milder, 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 better at evading vaccines. Omicron spreading so fast it threatens Britain's hospitals. Um, Pfizer confirms COVID pills result potency versus Omicron. South Korea marks their deadliest day of pandemic as hospitals buckle. So, um, endemic is like the common cold and, um, you know, just a few weeks ago, they were talking about, oh, um, um, you know, COVID-19, it's going to be endemic soon. The American Air Force discharges 27 for refusal to get COVID vaccine. Um, House responds to GOP's Bobert with Islamophobia Bill. It's a picture of um, Ilhan Omar. When Republican, this is by Lisa Mascaro, um, AP News. When Republican Representative Lauren Bobert cracked a racist, Islamophobic joke about. Democratic Representative Ilhan Omar, it wasn't the first time she mocked the Muslim congresswoman. Bobert had derided Omar during a House floor debate last month, taunting the Somali-born Muslim-American immigrant as a member of the Jihad Squad of liberal lawmakers. The House on Tuesday took the first formal step at a Response with uh, 219 to 212 party line vote to approve legislation sponsored by Omar that would establish a new special envoy position at the State Department to monitor and combat Islamophobia worldwide. Well, good on her. 
Um, hate is never a good thing. Um, it even poisons the haters' hearts, as um, um, I think his name is Brother Ali said on that uh, his uh, most famous song. Um, I don't really like to uh, blaspheme, so I'm not gonna say the title. Um, I do. Uh, from time to time, drop F-bombs, but I'm trying to get away from that. Um, okay. Um, this guy, Karzai, the ex-head honcho of Afghanistan, invited the Taliban to stop chaos. That really makes me laugh. Ah, Penelope Cruz is honored by the Museum of Modern Art for her career in cinema. Good on her. Trying to think of her most noteworthy show. Do you like her as a actress? Um, Panther the Cat is still in the headlines. Um, uh, Must be slow for the Weird news. Um, Warrior Steve Curry breaks the NBA career three-point record. Um, Let's see. On a single Kentucky street, the tornado killed seven children. In the U.S., a common reply now is none when they ask you, what's your religion? I think a better question would have been, do you believe in God? Um, that's what people used to ask me back in the day. Um, so there's going to be this telescope called the Webb Telescope. And it's supposed to be up in space December 22nd. Um, Far too little vote fraud to tip election to Trump. AP fines. (laughs) Why am I not surprised? Um, Okay, so there's some old news on here. Maybe I'll look at it later. I have a feeling this has run too long. Oh, excuse me, 22 minutes. This is um, the Hijaz Mountain Podcast, Omar WJ speaking. Um, It's uh, 10.35 a.m. Arabian Standard Time. Primary mission is to entertain. Secondary is to instruct.